Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Yo, all right. So this is another episode of Second Player Speaks. We are Second Player Score. I'm Brian with Kyle and Dan. And today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite subjects, something that we talk about just a lot on our own after a few beers and everything. And it, we, we kind of thought about doing this for, for a, an episode of the podcast because uh, like Matrix 4 was announced a few months ago. Um, they're going to be making the, the fourth movie in that in that franchise and also you know, I, I think you know dan's been playing a lot of virtual reality i, I got to go over there and, and try it out for myself oh yeah being tapped into the matrix yeah so we thought well we're going to talk about are we living in a simulation dun, dun, dun. and this is something that like yes. i said we, we like to talk okay yeah okay yes that's the answer <laughs> the end good night everybody <laughs> it's real <laughs> we'll see you next time <laughs> Roll credits, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's you know, are, are we living in a simulation? This is something that, that comes up every so often, and not only just with things that you know, uh, I, you know. There's a lot. There's been a lot of stuff written about this. I mean, if, if you go on the internet and you Google, are we living in a simulation? You'll find tons and tons of stuff. I and mean, there's always, there's been a lot said about it, a lot written about it. A guy named uh, Nick Bostrom, uh, like the Swedish professor, philosopher dude, back in 2003, wrote a paper about you know like he kind of you know presented the idea of you know it, we probably are living in a simulation because of you know so and so and so you know he gave some pretty compelling reasons and ever since then it's been kind of you know been been taken a lot more seriously i think you know by um you know by the scientific community even though it's still kind of you know kind of fringy but um you know there's there's a lot of discussion a lot of uh, people you know like uh, even like neil degrasse tyson you know said yeah we're probably living in a simulation and you know so um we have our own, uh, you know, individual experiences as well that pr- that you know maybe provide some kind of evidence that that this might we might be living in the matrix. So um, I don't know. You wanna you wanna go first? Or? Well, <laughs> I just like okay. So I anyone that's interested in this, first of all, I would highly recommend going out right now onto uh, Amazon. They have this movie called The Simulation Hypothesis, and it. It gives like a science, some scientific explanation on this, and and um, uh, look, I am no um, scientific genius, but I was able to you know follow along, and they do present it in a way that makes a lot of sense. But what what's interesting is that you find out that like that this whole concept has actually been around since the early Greek philosophers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, for so long. Uh, you know, people believed in a materialistic view uh, because you believed in what you could see and feel and touch and all that stuff. And, and so there was this materialistic view. But, but Plato had um, an idealistic view um, in, in which basically, you know, it, it provides for that simulation. And I remember watching in the beginning of the movie uh, where, you know, they're talking about, um, I, I can't remember his name, a Diosthenes or whatever his name was. It started with a D. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the philosopher with the materialistic 
view, right? And he said the the reason that they he had broken things down to um, you know physically into atoms. He came up with the concept of the atom, right? Which atoms do exist, right? We all mm-hmm. yeah, in science, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, how the fuck could he have known that? Like they didn't even like have like microscopes at the time. So the question is, through his tr- attempt at creating the materialism, did he actually prove idealism? Because did the atoms exist because they really did, or did they exist because he conceived them into existence? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and oh, and trippy. And here's the thing: is that I think in that movie where they showed, remember the part where. They they had the the wave construct the waves going through the the two slits yeah the double slit right experiment. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. and and it was waves but when they were being observed they went from waves into particles right. almost as though they knew they were being observed right. right yeah so that kind of basically says right there that through observation you are able to make these changes and 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 uh, you you know it's. It's the things that we conceive that become real, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, you know I I feel like that experiment in there and and it is it really did kind of prove that to a to a degree, but it seems as though um, we can't so much necessarily prove without a doubt that we are in a simulation, but what we are doing is we're we've been amassing evidence. That basically proves that materialism can't be the way that it is, and that physics has too many anomalies to make materialism work. Uh, yeah. But but that lead us to believe that the simulation is the only way that this could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I do know that that there's there's instances of what we've always called the glitch in the matrix. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which leads me to believe that, yes, we are in the simulation. And one of the best ones for me, what I loved was one night we're watching, I think it was season three of Fargo. And uh, so the, the, the sheriff there, he's, he's outside talking to his wife, right? And this took place in, I think, 79. Like 79? Mm-hmm. 79? Yeah. yeah, okay. So it took place 79. And so they're outside in the snow having a conversation and I get up as, you know, and I'm walking across in front of the TV as, as they're finishing up this conversation. And I hear without a doubt, I hear him say, all right, I'll text you later tonight. And I literally just stop in my tracks. I'm like, what did he just say? I look over at my <laughs> wife. I'm like, did you just hear that? She's like, did he just say, I'll text you later? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This couldn't have happened in 1979. Yep. I'm like, oh, somebody, some editor is going to be getting fired, right? So we we, stopped, we sat down, we, we, we rewound it. And in the place that we heard that, there was nothing. There was no conversation, nothing. It never happened. <laughs> and I'm like, it's almost like one of those situations where the Matrix is, <laughs> the Matrix is like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Erase it's that. Like, delete, delete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah. See, but I you mean, both heard it. 
It's no, not we, just yeah. So you both we heard both it. Heard That's it. And the I, thing. And I made sure to to at, make her tell me what she heard. I didn't want to be one of those things where like, you know, like on the the um, like ghost hunting shows oh, where yeah. where you hear the the spirit box, you know, and it's like. You can't hear anything intelligible, but they say, oh, they mm-hmm. said this, and then it's like, now you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want it to be that kind of a thing. I, I really want to know, what did you hear it say? Right. And she's like, I think she, he just said to text, he'd text her later. And I'm like, yep, that's what I heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, you know? So it's like, okay, so we both heard that, you know? But uh, yeah, so that's like one of my examples of like, you know, where... You know, like something you remember in the Matrix where they would have like, you know, the little glitches and anomalies yeah, yeah, that yeah. would mm-hmm, occur. Yeah. That was like a real life example for me. Sure. Right. And um, like one of my favorite ones is that I always like to bring up is the the infinite supply of dead chicken meat, which is where and I've, I've written about this in my blog before. But like I, I, I find it fascinating that, you know, at any time of day I can go out to like a hundreds of establishments just within a few miles of my house and just buy as much dead chicken meat as i want i mean it's it's just like i, I can you know if i if i had the money and, and the time to do that you know i could just do it i could just you know buy all the i could buy tons of dead chicken meat and tomorrow there would be the same amount i could just do it again and like where does all this dead chicken meat come from i mean I've asked people that I know in food service about this, and the answer is always like, I don't know, or, or like, shut up, Brian, you're wasting my time. Like, the, I never get a straight answer, and maybe because they either they don't, they don't know, or maybe because they're agents of the Matrix, I don't know. But I can never get a straight answer. And the thing is, like, it's not like, like beef. I can, you know, I can see because you know cows are freaking huge, right? So, you know, I can see where you get a lot, you know, you can get a lot of meat out of that. But like with chicken, there are these, you know, these scrawny things with only two wings, you know, as far as I can tell. Uh, but you can get you know tons of those things and like i mean you would really need billions and billions of chickens i think and I, i've tried looking right? this up mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've googled this and it there doesn't seem to be a really good answer to it and so i'm kind of wondering well you know i don't know um you know that, no, that's just exactly. one example well yeah and, and okay and and here's okay so here's the thing all right so do you know like chicken wings right as in like the buffalo chicken wings mm-hmm. whatever right that used to be a throwaway product that was like something that like when when i first started in food service back in the like mid 80s <laughs> um they uh child labor yeah right child labor laws being just destroyed were, at yeah, that point exactly. i mean it was i was like just barely past fetus stage <laughs> in the early 80s uh so so um, so like the, the wings thing was still relatively new. It was good. You could just buy, you know, chicken wings for like, I don't know, 30 cents a pound or something. I mean, they're cheap as hell because it was a waste product and someone finally found a way to sell them. Right. But now it's huge. It's like a, you know, it's like a commodity, you know, and they they run like two, $3 a pound for these things. Right. Where are they all coming from? And <laughs> what are these chickens with these little wings and legs? Where do they come from? <laughs> little pygmy chickens? Yeah. I, see, Where does it's, all it's, this come it's, from? It's, it's fascinating. Well, like, it's true, yeah. I mean, and, I, and you would expect to see, we were talking about this once too, like you would expect to see at least maybe 
you know, even in your own local area, you know, like a corresponding amount of like maybe there's a small chicken farm somewhere around. Like we, I have cows. There's a pasture down here. Yeah, where right. Somebody has cows, but there ain't no chickens there. No yeah. chicken farms. You would expect yeah. to at least see like some local farm or something, you know, just to kind of help make up for the fact that. You know, within this five mile radius, I can get thousands and thousands of de- you know dead chicken parts whenever I want, but there right. isn't any. Uh-huh. Well, so. I was the Sam's Club rotisserie chicken guy, so I mean, like I was making <laughs> five hundred to eight hundred birds a day. Uh, see, there a you go. day, and then the next day, another pallet shows up, and you're like, right. oh, "Where is this coming?" Here we go from? again. Another package of Tyson chicken. It's like, right. Oh, so God. if anybody works for Tyson, uh, let us know, and if you know the secret, please tell us. Yeah, like where do they all come from? It's like the rumored I mean, KFC, it's not that, like it's, organism number nine. Right, kind of and way. I mean, it's not that I've never seen, I've seen a chicken farm, but how many have I seen? Have I seen like a dozen in my life? No, I've seen like one, maybe two. Okay, so what? There's like five like massive chicken farms in the United States that, feed everybody chicken <laughs> seriously right, right. no there See? is exactly so it, and it's funny you know you're like you ask friends of yours that are in in food service right dude i worked in food service for like 20 years mm-hmm. if you asked me i'd have been like uh chicken yeah it comes from cisco okay well where do they get it oh fuck if i know right don't don't there, there must be farms somewhere <laughs> yeah. right have you ever seen them no <laughs> you know, I mean, I've seen some trucks filled with chickens before, but I mean, where did, where were those farms? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's some out there, you know, just to save face, to show that they exist. Right, oh, see, right. they're here. And there is no yeah, way there front. are enough farms yeah. out there to provide well, all this chicken. But then once you go there, see, and this is another thing, which is that, and this uh, relates to the, to the double slit experiment, which is like, um, it, you know, the, the, the program will generate what you need to see at the time you need to see it. So, you know, when you go to a farm, you know, okay, well, now it's going to show you the farm or whatever. And, you know, like when it's, when it's being observed, that's when, that's when it becomes, you know, uh, uh, observable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, that was the best part in that movie because for me, like, you know, the whole space time continuum thing has been something I could not understand how you could get around and the whole simulation thing on that respect. But the way that they explained it in there that basically we are living the Sims, that the reason that all this happens is because, you know, all this can happen is because there is no difference in space and time. Everything mm-hmm. is coming from the processor to where it's being, you know, uh, uh, spelled out in the code. Right. Everything's the same distance from everything else. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be recognizing the space that you are occupying at that moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, when you need to be somewhere else, then that space will then, in the code, will then, uh, you know, bring about the place that you need to be. But you're always the same distance from that processor at all times. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, uh, that really made it so much easier to understand how this could all be happening in the way that it would happen. And, like, and yeah, I mean, you do see what you need to see at the times you need to see it. Yep. You yep. know? Yeah, that was it backed up in my cultural anthropology class too. Is like when like chips came from, from wherever they came from to 
native like native tribes have never seen ships before they'd notice ripples in the water they'd see changes in the water and stuff and then when the guys came ashore they're like where'd you come from it's like oh it's that boat out there then they turned around i'm like oh there it is now there's a boat it's an observable thing there's a word associated to what they were Mm -hmm. looking at now Mm -hmm. instead of just noticing the effects like hey this current is different now like they're observing everything that it changes but they can't see the physical thing until someone told them this is what it is and then snap just like you're talking about now you can observe what you want to observe at that time right yep exactly do you know that now i know the matrix is like kind of the current day like thing about you know that i think when it when it came out everybody saw it as like this futuristic you know fictional movie whereas now people are seeing it as kind of a prophetic documentary (laughs) but but Mm -hmm. but do you know that the, they're actually kind of actually late to the party? They have just more of a realistic, uh, up-to-date version of you know how we're seeing this. Do you know that uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy actually touched upon this mm-hmm. uh, way back when? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was the first uh, whole idea of the Earth being a simulation that I had ever heard mm-hmm. was when I when I read that um, uh, and. Uh, did you know that uh, 42 is the answer? Do you yes. know why? To the universe. Yes. Because, yeah, because in code, 42 is the asterisk, and an asterisk in code is anything. There so uh, Douglas Adams was friends with like a bunch of coders. Mm-hmm. And so nobody nobody put it together. Nobody could figure out what the 42 was. And then someone realized that he was friends with all these coders, and they were like, wait a minute. What is an asterisk? Oh, it's anything. And on, I think it's the ASCII or the hex, hexadecimal system, one of the two, uh, in code, it's rep, the, uh, it, it's 42. Um, oh, what? Yeah, all the different, like, keys on the keyboard, uh-huh, they're uh-huh. all assigned different, uh, uh, different numbers. Like one through, I think A A through Z is like one through twenty six, and then mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you get into all the characters and stuff. And forty two is after. this is this is why it shows that number. Ah, yes. My, uh, oh, for your nerd <laughs> run, yeah. My, yeah, in the Libra's end. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and also because a forty two in like kind of like in Japanese slang is 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 uh, she ni, which is death. So death is the answer to life. Oh, Basically. nice. So, wow. You know. There's another rabbit hole. Like, yeah. I didn't know about any of this until you guys just said that. So I'm like, wow, there's another one. Okay, here's another thing. is uh, doppelgangers. Like, um, one, one of my friends actually, oh, I, I wish I looked at this up earlier, but um, he, had, he had found like somebody that looks exactly like me and was like i think it was even like playing guitar or something like that it was it was was really trippy and i've seen people that look like other people um you know like once i was i went to the driving range and i I saw like this couple that looked exactly like like my friend and her husband and i I told her about it and she was like no you know you're crazy but i swear they looked exactly like them and it's not only just people that look you know like really similar to people that other people that you know but uh, I think there's, you know, you, you can tell that there, there are these kind of like these archetypes of physical structures, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, some people just kind of resemble other people in, in certain basic ways. And it's sort of like, you know, like an NPC thing. Like when you, when you're playing a video game, you, you know, like 
the game will have a bunch of like you'll go to different villages and there'll be a whole bunch of different people but they'll all be kind of basically the same yeah you know yeah. there'll be like six or seven different kind of basic archetypes that are wearing different things or have different you know color hair mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. things like that so I, I think i mean that's i think that's another example of you know of how this is a program basically oh yeah yeah no exactly it's like uh um so like an object-oriented programming you have a class Mm-hmm. Right. And so let's say you have the human class. Well, the human class will say that you have these properties like you have two eyes, uh, you know, arms, hands, you know, all these things. OK. You, yeah. You, you yeah. have, uh, you know, uh, you know, so all the humans have, you know, this certain basic um, structure. Right. So but then, you know, you get into other properties. So but not everybody has the same skin color. Not everybody has the same eye color. You know, mm. those are different properties, right? And when, um, you know, what, what we observe is, is um, like, maybe they're, they're not being a lot of, like, crossbreeding or whatever. You know, like, like you have a, an area of, of uh, the world that, that hasn't seen uh, a lot of mixing of maybe n- different different regions or whatever. Yeah, uh, you, people will look very similar because they've all been kind of working off the same gene pool. Yeah, okay. they've all they're all using the same code. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you bring in somebody from the outside and they have children together. Well, now you're introducing different codes to each other, which are now bringing about a different set of code. Right, you know, but. But yeah, I mean, it, it it was so interesting in that movie the way they started breaking everything down into code, mm-hmm. and of course it makes sense to me because that's what I do for work, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, I, it really made a lot of sense in that movie. It was like really interesting how it all works, and it and and uh, um, yeah, I, the the code analogy is really like interesting, and the fact that there's a guy that literally has figured out code written into nature. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, just DNA contains so much information, you know, just all that jam-packed code, you know? And once again, DNA. Did the did the, the concept, the theory of it came before we ever had any type of equipment to actually observe it. So once again, did the DNA actually exist before somebody thought of the concept of it? Or did it become into being because that's what somebody was like? Somebody like came up with the theory, and therefore its existence was spawned. Mm-hmm. You know, then we had DNA. Yeah. Once once again, it's it's almost like yeah, we're in a simulation, but it's also like kind of the same concept of artificial intelligence, except you know. I guess we would like to think that our intelligence is real, but maybe ours is artificial intelligence and just part of the program. Right. And it's just evolving on its own. Maybe we do have evolution, but it's, it's artificial intelligence improving upon itself, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think, you Mm -hmm. know, like to me, the the fascinating thing was how it, it, you know, the simplest explanation is, is usually the correct one. And, you know, like that, like that movie said, you know, the, the simulation hypothesis is a simple answer to all these questions. Like, you know, the Big Bang. Like, why, you know, who started this big? Why is there a Big Bang? Like, what, the, what was the whole mm-hmm. thing with that? And, you know, if you take that and you, you know, take all these other questions, you know, the, the, the simulation hypothesis, it answers all of that very simply. 
it's yes. you know because because it's a simulation duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know the simplest answer often is usually the, the correct one right so you know and mm-hmm. like and like mm-hmm. elon musk was saying about you know how video games you know like 40 years ago we were playing pong you know with two paddles and a dot and that, now we're doing stuff like you know, virtual oh, yeah, like with Gorn and, you know, mm-hmm. like VR, which is very cool. And like, I was tripping out when I was playing that at your house. I mean, I was like, this is so, you know, it's, 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 made, it's very close. It's closer to, you know, being able to do a, an actual virtual reality thing in real life. So, mm-hmm. so eventually the simulation creates a simulation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, right. so it's like, are we, we are, like, which generation is our simulation? Yeah, Fifth? We are, I mean, we are learning how to, uh, effect you know uh, and and that's the thing too that i've been thinking ever since i watched that movie the other day was like man we got all these like really smart people out there just absolute like geniuses and shit i mean there were people like that that had the um the the thought that this was a simulation uh back in einstein's time i mean like einstein had one of his greatest arguments or or like i guess differences of opinion Mm -hmm. uh with with his greatest rival over this exact thing i mean before there was like computers as we know them today uh they were they were arguing over this and even einstein just before he died one of his last papers was like saying yeah i mean i've tried to prove materialism for all these years but yet i can't seem to do it and i cannot deep like basically i can't debunk this idealism and and Maybe we really are in a simulation, you know? I mean, like, even he was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I can't debunk this. Yeah, yeah. You know, so who knows? I mean, I, but at least in my life, I, I certainly seem to feel that, that it makes more sense just upon what I've, des- I've observed on a non-scientific level. Sure, right. Like, there's just stuff that it just doesn't make sense, some of the things I've heard of and seen, if you believe the materialism um construct yeah yeah and, and i think to um actually and to bring a uh, music element into this <laughs> so so we can talk you know touch on our our three main points um like sting talked about like when he wrote every breath you take he thought like he felt like he was just a radar for that song where it just kind of like came to him you know like in, in one piece just overnight kind of thing and he just, he was just the conduit for that song someone was feeding it to him and he just wrote it out all, you know, it just came out whole. And like, I've had my own experience like with that, like with writing the, the scripts for the, you know, for the nobody's hero trilogy where, especially with the first one, I mean, all three, I think were like that, but especially with the first one where I, I like, I really felt like somebody was just feeding this information to me and I couldn't type fast enough. And it was just, you know, I was just, it, it was already written out and I was just uncovering. I was, I was just, the, I was just a stenographer. I was a word processor. You know, I, I was you know transcribing right. these mm-hmm. words that were mm-hmm. coming to me from something, from some source. You, you had the decoder pen, and we're like, yeah, exactly. going over with the with the secret ink. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was Making only it there, and I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, ghostwriting. I mean, <laughs> it was it was really a weird experience. I mean, just I I cannot yeah. I mean, ever since then, I'm like, whoa, okay. I mean, I've always you know believed in this kind of thing, you know, because you know because I I I, I, I like thinking about this kind of stuff but you know after that happened after that experience i was like okay yeah i mean there's there's really something to this what i find uh i and i think i i got off point earlier but you know one of the things i find interesting so you have all these super fucking like intelligent people that are figuring this out right but yet we still have not figured out how to direct well 
maybe we have, and those are the people running the show. I don't know. But nobody has figured out how to really directly affect the code. Like, we do it, but not knowingly, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that's the whole point of the matrix is that, like, we've discovered the code, we've discovered the program, and we now know how to, maybe not on a massive level, but we know how to interact with it, make things happen to it. You know, we can, like, you know, we can turn Neo into, like, a kung fu master in in a few minutes. And, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's the next part of this is that now that we believing that this ha- can is the way that it's going on now how do we consciously make the effort to affect it yeah i think it is hackable i, I really do like, oh yeah, without yeah. a doubt yeah, i think the matrix is just a tutorial on how to do this because if, if the, the matrix whole thing if it's real what better way to let people know than to drip feed them through social media or throughout some kind of platform like the matrix movie to be like, okay, this is possible. So if we can do this in the movie, you've seen real life things where like Kung Fu Shaolin monks can walk across water or levitate and stuff like that. Maybe they've already hacked it. Right, right, exactly. I mean, just because they've been, they've never been told, no, you can't float. So it's not part of their code. They're, they didn't even, it, they're trying to accept everything mm-hmm. instead of someone saying, no, like this. You're you're not able to do that, yeah. but boom, there they go. If you open your mind up to it, then I think yeah, you know, there is no spoon. Right. That, that's that's the whole kind of concept. Free your mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, the funny thing is that we're almost out of time on this episode. And oh no shit, we've barely scratched the surface of what all the things I think that we wanted to talk about. Originally, we we're gonna be like we're, we're thinking about making this into like a two part episode kind of thing it might have to be like a series on, on its own um you know i don't know there's, 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 we could just go on and on and on uh, we haven't even opened the beer that we were supposed to drink while we we're talking about this so oh boy <laughs> well we got to get to the beer yeah um okay well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna open it and we'll just take a sip and then we'll call it a, uh, we'll call it an episode and we'll start the next one and we'll just keep, keep we'll just keep going yes get on to part two this is Mississippi Mud, Black and Tan, Porter and Pilsner from Mississippi Brewing Company out of Utica, New York. It comes in a nice, like a moonshiny jug, which I thought was appropriate for this because in, Ma- in the Matrix, you know how uh, um, Cypher has that uh, moonshine. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is an unnamed. Like, I, I thought there was a name for it, but there was, there's not a name. It's just, you know, Neo drinks it and you know, he's like, yeah, you know, and Cypher says, that's good for two things, uh, degreasing engines and killing brain cells. And uh, so I thought, you know, this was a, this is pretty appropriate for that. So let's uh, let's open this up. Porter and Pilsner, <laughs> black and tan. Uh, I think this is the first black and tan I've ever had. I mean, I've heard of black and tan beer, uh, but I've never actually had it myself. So what makes it a black and tan? It's it's a half and half of a porter, which is a dark beer, mm-hmm. and a pilsner, which is a light beer. Ah, black and tan. All right, cheers. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's smooth. That's very tasty. That's dangerously like smooth. <laughs> mm. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, not super hoppy, uh, you know, just not that kind of beer, but... Um, Man, it is smooth, and uh, it's got a little extra something to it because of the porter than you would get out of just the Pilsner alone, but it's not Ah. quite as heavy as the porter, 
Okay. This is a little too easy to drink. I think bad things could happen. Yeah, how me. strong is this? <laughs> is it like a, is it it's like a probably not that. Or? Yeah, it's probably. I mean, porter and it's probably not that strong. No, so. no, porters and pilsners are both usually typically uh, pretty tame. So, but right. delicious. So we're gonna wrap this up, but uh, but we will be back next week with more talking about uh, the um, simulations and we're going to talk about CERN. We're going to talk about uh, did the world end in 2012 and we just moved, shifted to an alternate reality? Maybe. So tune in for that. We're Second Player Score. We make music. Check it out on SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, Spotify, Spotify, etc. So Apple. Yes. All right. See you next week. Later. Peace Part two coming. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.